Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I'm your host, Rachel Strand, and I'm also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. We didn't have a podcast last week due to the bye week, but hey, the Broncos finally beat the Chiefs. We finally snapped that damn losing streak. But before we get into that game um, here shortly, let's talk about some news. The Broncos announced plans to rebuild their team headquarters at Dove Valley. The development will cost around $175 million and will be 30% larger than the current facility. Honestly, I saw the renderings for it, and I'm kind of all for it. I have not really been a fan of where fans have to sit on that one berm when they're watching training camp practices. It's like directly in the path of the sun, and you can barely see. You get super sunburned, blah, blah, blah. It's just not the best. And thankfully, with the new layout of everything, the fan seating will be moved, and they'll add more amenities for fans, too. So... This project is expected to be completed by the beginning of the 2026 season, so it's going to be a little bit, but honestly, Dalton, I'm kind of impressed with how much money this new ownership group, I mean, like how much they're dumping in to this team, like they're in it for the long haul. Agreed. Yeah, I think they put like, what was the new scoreboard? which is Yeah, 100 million for the fifth largest scoreboard in the well, NFL. That's crazy. I love it. Oh, hopefully yeah. that will start changing the culture around Denver. Yeah. Well, around the NFL in Denver. Yeah, and I mean, they also upgraded the locker rooms at both the stadium and the headquarters. So, I mean, they're they're putting in their money's worth. I mean... And I'm sure we'll get new designs soon. You mean like new uniform or new logo? Yeah. New new uniform. Maybe even a new logo. I could, new logo would be kind of cool. Is it kind of weird that I don't want a new logo? I, I mean, no, like the, lo- the logo the logo's fire. I agree. But it's just, you know, something, something like an... Another alternate logo would be cool. Yeah. I mean, I I love the D 
logo and there's a lot of fans that say we should just go back to the old d and it's like yeah i do yeah. like it i, I kind of like the logo we have now it's kind of an unpopular opinion but like i wouldn't be opposed to having the d logo as like an alternate helmet type thing this is the logo i grew up on <laughs> personally you young you young per- this is the logo i grew up on personally and this is the logo i fell in love with personally so i wouldn't I w- I'd be a little upset seeing it go, <laughs> but I would like to see something else. Yeah. The thing is, I think I was born the year of or the year after they changed to this logo. I'm kind of an old fart compared to you. They changed the logo after the Super Bowl win? Which Super Bowl? Thirty? The first one, 32 and 33? I think- no, 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 no. They changed it. Like, they changed it. Then we won the Super Bowl, correct? Or did they yeah. change it? I could have sworn that, like, it might have been the first this season is what This is the consequences had. of being born in 2003. Because <laughs> uh, I remember they had, like, the old bright neon orange and blue uniforms up until, like, I want to say nineteen ninety four or something like that and then they the same thing. yeah but, actually i have i have a i literally it's 1997 that they switched yeah i i have a um i have this thing on my wall that i got one year for christmas and it's like a tapestry thing of like all the broncos logos and it literally has like the dates of each like logo okay that makes sense i guess yeah, and the old D one was in 1968. Yeah, yeah, that is that does okay. So I was born in '96, so that does make sense because their first Super Bowl win was '97, and then their second one was '98. So, oh wait, no, I have that back ass. Oh, '90. Okay, God, I swear we're having a struggle here. It was the '97 to '98 season was their first one, and then the '98 to '99 season was their second one. Isn't I believe it? so. Yes. Yeah, it's just hard to put that in my what? brain together back to back back to back super bowls is crazy yeah. if only i was alive to see it it's yeah it was just hard to put that together in my head there for a second because you know with if i end- was alive to see that i think that'd be like the greatest football moment of my life i was a little tot so i like to I think nothing i like to think that you know i had some say just my being born had some say in them winning. I was I was some spoof <laughs> in the air. I was not. I was a non-existent spoof. being. Gleam being in your dad's yet. eye. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, before we get too off topic, there, let's head into the review of this past game. I mean, honestly, Dalton, the Broncos had arguably their best win of the season two weeks ago against the Chiefs, and I mean, I'm not trying to brag here, but I kind of called it last podcast. You did. I literally said, I felt like, I was like, you know, I just feel, I feel like something's different this week. And I was right. So I feel pretty good about that. And I feel good that the Broncos were pretty dominant in all phases of the game, both offensively, defensively, and on special teams. The future GOAT of the NFL had a terrible flu game. Future GOAT. The thing is, I am so sick of people like... (laughs) I I started something. I started something! I know. I mean... I heard I've heard so many people say, "Oh, Mahomes was sick. Of course he's not going to play well." Yeah, I literally don't want to hear it. Like so many players have played sick and have been fine. I mean, what was it? Was it the Kobe flu game or somebody's flu game? Might have been Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan, you yeah. bozo. You know, shut up. Shut your face. I'm tired. 
Yeah, the Jordan flu game or something like that. There's players that have played completely fine. And I mean, for God's sake, Terrell Davis played in Super Bowl 32 with an absolutely horrific migraine. Like he walked over to Mike Shanahan on the sidelines and said, yo, I, I can't see. Like the migraine had reduced his vision that badly, yet he still played and helped the Broncos win the Super Bowl. So I don't want to hear any excuses, Chiefs fans. No, because they, they literally would have used that if he would have won. They would have been like, Ew. Exactly. Like, he he had the flu, the Patrick Mahomes flu game. Exactly. So No. It, yeah, I don't know. No, twenty four to nine. Yeah, suck it. This is our Super Bowl. Let us let us have it. <laughs> no, that this is probably the, the Broncos best win since the Super Bowl. No, probably. Potentially, considering how long the streak has been. Potentially. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it just fe- it feels damn good. Anyways, but, let's talk about the game. Yeah, the Broncos were able to keep the Chiefs to only nine points, and Mahomes kind of looked like duty and threw two interceptions and no touchdowns. Do you know who once again proves to have Patrick Mahomes' number? Who? Justin Simmons, as he got another pick. Off of Patrick Mahomes this year. I mean, this game. Mm -hmm. He already had one this year. Yeah, he really does. And it honestly, I feel really happy for Justin Simmons and Garrett Bowles. They're our longest tenured Broncos, and they are finally able to beat the Chiefs in their career here. So it was really nice to see. That is nice to see. Honestly, it was also super nice to see that Brandon McManus tweeted at Justin Simmons on Twitter congratulating him for the win. And I, I wish... Brandon McManus was here for that win. I mean, he we did. He's been here since Super Bowl since Super Bowl Fifty, so he has beaten the Chiefs in his career. So um, it was just very classy of him. So thank you for that, BMAC. I would also like to point out that the Broncos' defense the last three weeks has significantly stepped up. Yeah, I'm proceeding with cautious optimism. That's all I'm going to say on that. You're going to say you're going to you're going to wait for Buffalo this week. Thing is, Buffalo. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get there in a second. We'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll get there. Let's get back to the Broncos game. Um, do you know? Let's talk about one defensive player who's been kind of a polite surprise. Who I just kind Can of I came out of guess? nowhere. Yeah, you probably already know because I'm probably Browning. No, <gasps> I was actually not. I'm actually going to jump on the bandwagon. I don't know if you're on this bandwagon. We'll see. Because I haven't been on Twitter too much this week. Um, Jaquan McMillan. True. He was hurt the first couple of weeks, so he didn't get to see him much. But dude's been kind of like... Killing it. Yeah, right? Like, he's been really, really good as of recently. It's also fascinating to see everyone survive the trade deadline again. Yeah. Um... People are curious if the Chiefs, the win over the Chiefs actually had some say in that, and it I think might so. have. I probably did. I think Sean Payton's finally starting to, like, turn things around. Or not I turn things around, but, like... Get a handle on things. Get a handle on things. Because, obviously, the first few weeks, it's not going to, like, go according to plan as it should. Because, you know, new things are going around, new season, blah, 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 blah. However... Now that it's starting to settle into November, October time, things are getting cooler. Sean Payton is also known to be better in this era of football. So hopefully things will start turning around. Uh, I mean, shoot, I sure hope so as well. I mean, I was not expecting Super Bowl 
in his first season. That's kind of high hopes and unrealistic hopes. But um, I'm pro Sean Payton kind of all the way. I was really happy with the hire. We'll see how the rest of the season turns out. I mean, again, proceeding forward with cautious optimism regarding everything going on at the moment. I think it's nice that we've had two wins in a row here. Um, We'll review the game upcoming against the Bills here shortly. But I don't know. We'll see. I... I hope the defense, I mean, it seems like the defense has kind of find, found their footing again. Again, I've, I've, I've just, I saw change when Sean Payton kind of immediately came in. I saw he was, like, not even necessarily on the field, but also kind of the culture. Um, I, I've, I've seen it, and I'm kind of looking at, you know, what's happened with some of the other coaching candidates. I'm glad that we did Sean Payton instead of, Harbaugh because I mean Harbaugh is kind of going through it at the moment with the whole Michigan sign stealing scandal so imagine if that would have followed him here I mean it would have just been so much unnecessary drama that would we that would be dealing with so I mean people are thinking that he might that he might bolt for the NFL just to get away from it could you imagine if he goes to the Raiders (laughs) no I'd be pretty upset that's quite, honestly, that's quite the division of coaches, except for like one outlier. It's Sean Payton, Andy Reid, Jim Harbaugh, and Brandon Staley. <laughs> Brandon Staley. Brandon He's the outlier. Staley, Brandon Staley is not making it at, no. to the end of this year. He is, he is going to get tossed so hard, and then the Chargers are going to start doing really good. Thing is, he should have been tossed in the offseason, and we almost would have lost out to Sean Payton, to the Chargers, because Sean Payton reportedly wanted to kind of go there. But they decided to stick with Brandon Staley for some godforsaken reason, I, Absolutely the dumbest. Like, you literally could have paired 6'5", Justin Herbert, with Sean Payton, who's basically a quarterback guru sometimes. He's basically, he's getting the most out of Russell Wilson right now. Yeah, he's squeezing like, it like a little orange, trying to get to orange like, juice. <laughs> I, What's the GM and the Chargers cooking over there? What, what are they doing? What are they, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> Meth. Anyways, yeah, he's butchering the Herbert era. Anyways, that is that. I'm happy with what's kind of going on right now. Hopefully the Broncos are trending in the right direction. And kind of just going off of that, I mean, we might as well just dive headfirst into the preview of the Broncos-Bills game. And... The Broncos are back in primetime in a few days when they'll face the Bills on Monday Night Football. And Dalton, this is kind of an intriguing game because the Broncos looked more improved so far, like the past couple weeks. And the Bills have been, let's say, all like extremely disappointing all, they've been over all the past over the few place. weeks. Yeah, like Josh Allen has not been looking like the Josh Allen that we know. I think if you could take away Josh Allen's like weapons, he's he's gonna run a lot, and then I think we can take control of that because the Bills' run game is very bipolar and controversial. So I believe it lies in covering the Bills' receivers. However, on the defensive side of the ball, I think what the Broncos have to do is what they've been doing all year and is use all three of those running backs and run down their throat because the Bills' run defense is not that good. Which is intriguing, to say the least, because they also have Von Miller on their side, which, fun fact, um, this is the first time Von Miller's playing against the Broncos since he was traded. So 
That's um, really crazy to think about. I know it's he has kind of been downplaying it and saying, you know, it's just another game. And he also I, I will say that he has been very complimentary and he still relates to the Broncos as we like he says we when talking about the Broncos like he's going to when he's decides to call quits and hang it up. He's going to retire a Bronco. I mean, like that's there's no denying that. Did and, you see that he wants to be a GM Mm-hmm. One day, yeah. John La two point question mark. Yeah, I mean, honestly, maybe sometime in the future he gets some, you know, kind of assistant GM stuff in a front office with the Broncos or something, or just something where he can kind of learn. Because obviously he's not going to get retire or go straight as a GM. That's just kind of not how it works. <laughs> but he'll, it, I, it, I expect him to maybe come back to the Broncos in some capacity in the future i mean obviously he'll retire with us but i mean i mean like on a one-day contract or maybe we bring him back who knows uh, um but i know i think he's definitely still a part of the broncos future in many facets so but kind of going back to how the bills have looked i think it's there's been a lot of complaints from bills fans i think they have like a new offensive coordinator this year that they've really the, the, the offensive coordinator has really locked down and kind of limited josh allen and they hasn't allowed him to like open up the offense and just sling it. And that's kind of why the offense kind of just isn't doing too well. And I mean, apparently, also from what I've seen, Josh Allen has just been throwing consistently like interceptions each week. <laughs> it's he, he tries to, it's like it's like it's like it's like watching Gucci Drew Locke right now, I feel like. He's like he's like trying to play hero ball too much. Yeah. Well he kind of is forced to at times. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but, like, I feel like it also doesn't help that his main receiver cries every week if he doesn't get 100 yards, which is a whole other story. I don't want to get into that because I'm honestly afraid if Stephon Diggs sees this, I'll get called out even though this podcast. Amen. He's not. NFL players are really petty. Well, Stephon Diggs is just, like, he's just not – He's, He's a great person, I've heard, but it's just... Is he, though? <laughs> I've heard so. I just don't know what, what's up with well, the... Well, he's just locker the, room cancer. I, mean, I just don't I, I just don't understand. He's like he's like a James Harden of the is NFL. That why, is that why Minnesota traded him? Yes, because he wanted out. He wanted out, and he was just like, wah, wah, woe is me. Then he goes to the Bills, has a little bit of success for a little bit. Now they're going, going through a rough patch, and now he's crying again. So it's like, dude... Do you remember that picture of him standing when the Chiefs won the AFC championship? Mm-hmm. Yep. And like nothing has happened since then. Yeah. That's really funny to think about, but also really sad to think about because he's kind of a generational wide receiver. Yeah, he just needs to stop crying though. Cause <laughs> but probably with me saying that, he'll probably just get five hundred yards on us next week. No. Oh <laughs> no, no, no. And give me your bull predictions then. Bold prediction. I hope that the Broncos kind of took the win last week and they're kind of riding that high still, or they're, they're they kind of kind of started to realize like, hey, this is this is what we can do. Like we can we can do this. We have the capability to beat good teams. So I I don't want the Broncos to overlook the Bills in any way, even though the Bills are struggling right now because you know any given Sunday. So I'm trying to think like who what would be a bold prediction? Maybe this is like a Jerry Judy game. Big Jerry Judy game. I mean, may, I I think one of our running backs will hit 100 yards. Javante. 
We'll see. It's probably going to be Javon depending on. Too. I'll have to look up the weather in Buffalo on Monday. Because <laughs> if it's a snow game, this changes the game plan entirely. What do you think, Dalton? Agreed. Um, I think that Javante will absolutely bulldoze over everybody and it'll make some misdirection with some dumps off in the side or maybe a deep ball to Cortland. Who knows? We will see. But um, the thing is, if you would have looked at this matchup a couple weeks ago where the Broncos were a couple weeks ago, I'd be like, oh, God, here we go again. But I'm a little intrigued. This game is intriguing. So we will see. It's a toss-up as to how this game will go. Either the Broncos crap the bed and go back to their old ways, or they continue to kind of build off their success. And I really hope it's the latter. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broncos Bench Podcast. The Broncos Bench Podcast will be released weekly on Fridays, and we hope you will tune in for future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions on sections of the podcast you'd like to see us add, let us know. Make sure to follow us both on Twitter, at MileHighRachel and at NFLDalton. Once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I am Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening, and go Broncos!